0: Caelan pulled his horse to a halt as soon as it started to get dark. He knew the two of them could both see just fine in the dark, but he'd rather not tempt fate with bandits. They had found themselves in the middle of a small copse of trees, the perfect place to retreat away from the path. It wouldn't offer them complete safety, of course, someone could always follow them, but he had found it a much better solution to just staying out in the middle of a clearing in plain view of anyone who came past. The fact Lynn looked so exhausted from the day's ride only added to his decision. He'd mentioned during the journey that he'd ridden a lot, but Caelan wondered if it was either exaggerated or he'd never really ridden for the express purpose of actually travelling before and not just for fun. He hadn't said anything, of course, but Caelan had seen the look of discomfort on his face and the way he'd failed to be able to sit still at all in his saddle towards the end of the day. If we dismount here, we'll bring these guys into the trees and set up camp, he said, matter-of-factly. He had travelled with a fair few clients who thought they knew much better than he did. He never really pushed why they had hired him if they knew everything. At least it didn't seem to disagree or argue at all, as he leant forward and rolled off his horse to dismount. If Calen had already been on the floor, he would have reached over to grab him as soon as he started stumbling. But to the elf's credit, he seemed to be able to keep himself semi-upright by hanging onto his saddle. It, it, "'I'm all right. I'm okay,' Lynn mumbered, and Kalen could suddenly see exactly why this guy had needed him as a bodyguard. He really was the most uncoordinated elf he'd ever met. Kalen dismounted a lot easier than Lynn did, jumping down from his horse despite his height, and starting to lead them into the trees. It wouldn't be perfect, the woods weren't dense enough, but it would be much better than out in the open.' The woods weren't anything like the ones he was used to growing up. Not that anything was like the Belletta Forest, but these woods didn't even seem to be that active, either magical or normal animal activity. The trees were the ordinary dark green that covered most of the continent, and even in the remaining daylight nothing appeared to be too strange. Calen was, above all else, glad about that. He was perfectly comfortable being in woods like these on his own, or with someone who wasn't capable of protecting himself. Being in the Bellator forest alone was... just plain stupid. After a few minutes of walking, he found a clearing big enough to pitch a tent in, near enough to a stream to provide water and washing. He looked around, trying to spot anything that posed them any danger, before moving to Kiva up to one of the nearest trees. Lynn, for his credit, appeared to follow suit not long after. It had taken him a while to get through the trees in his loafers and fancy suit, sure, but once he was there, he tied Shilo nearby and took a second to take in the surroundings. The ground still had some dead leaves from the winter previous, although luckily the warm weather had dried them out and it was plenty easy to sleep on the ground without too much difficulty. The trees around looked fairly young, sure, but plenty strong enough to hold the horses for the night. No offence, but you don't look like the kind of guide to be used to camping like this, Caelan chuckled, watching Lynn over for any response. All he got in return was a smile before the elf turned around to pull his bag off the back of his own horse and set it on the floor. Caelan did the same with his, pulling out a tent and starting to pitch it quickly. He watched out of the corner of his eye as Lynn pulled some apples out of his bag, taking one over to each of the horses and muttering in a form of Elvish he couldn't quite pick out. It was similar to when he had heard Sun Alvish being spoken, but something about the cadence of it was off. He'd never heard Star Isle speak before, hardly ever even seen one before, and he took a guess that that was what he was hearing now. He was almost done with the tent when Lin pulled out two large sacks of hay from his bag and couldn't help but baffle at the magic on display those sort of bags were expensive, far more expensive than Kalen would ever have been able to afford to, with even a year's wage. Maybe if he stuck around for long enough he'd be able to convince Lynn to buy one for him. He didn't seem to have any problem with spending vast amount of money at the drop of the hat after all. Kalin pulled two sleeping bags out of his bag, thankful that he always carried a spare, and shuffled into the tent to put them in alongside with a couple of pillows. Thankfully, it seemed to be warm enough to not have to worry about needing too many blankets. When he came back out of the tent, Lynn appeared to be halfway undressed. He'd stripped down his jacket and waistcoat already, folding them neatly before placing them in his bag. Kaylin noticed a new suit lying over Sheila's back, and quickly put together he was getting changed for some reason. He didn't quite understand the changing from one suit to another, almost identical suit. "'I'm going to head down to the river to wash. Did you want to join me?' Len asked, apparently noticing the half-elf staring despite his back being turned. Kalen thought for a second. Usually if he was travelling like this he'd just use magic to wash himself and his clothes, but he wouldn't really say no to washing in the river. He had travelled along it before. It flowed from the Atasol Peaks across the plains without any interruptions until further downstream.' and it was probably one of the cleanest rivers in the whole country to wash in at this point of its journey. Sure, he responded easily, watching Lynn as he stripped off his shirt. He would be lying if he said the tattoos hadn't surprised him yesterday. Thin black lines swirling all over Lynn's skin, following the flow of his body perfectly and seeming to move independently of his muscles. They stopped just short of where they would peek out of his collar at the front, Although now he could pay attention, he noticed them lead up into the hairline at the back of his neck, and wondered whether they continued unseen on his scalp. More lines congregated in bunches like vines around each of his hips, and even more disappeared under his waistline. Caelan knew from the night before that they didn't stop until they hit his toes. He had to admit he'd been wondering about them on the way here. He had been a little distracted last night, the thought of asking this man about why exactly he chose these tattoos and the symbolism of them far from his mind. Maybe it was an aesthetic thing, but then again he didn't seem like the kind of man to get tattooed on a whim. They didn't fit with the clothes he wore at all. Cailin's father had a couple of tribal tattoos, ones he'd been given by comrades back in the army, and he supposed it could be something like that. They didn't look the same, but there are enough different tribes and clans on the island that it would be silly to assume none of them would have tattoos like this. Maybe it was an elven tribe. He'd heard a lot about them from his mother. Why couldn't Lynn be part of one too? It didn't really seem like something he should ask just yet, though, and he followed in pulling off his shirt and jacket. He folded them neatly, placing them in his bag before retrieving a baggy sleep shirt and some comfortable trousers to take down to the river. You ready? He asked over his shoulder at Lynn, heading towards the water and hoping that he was followed. He heard him rather than watch him come up behind him, the almost crashing sound as Lynn struggled through the undergrowth. He couldn't help but smirk at it while the man couldn't see. Lynn obviously wasn't the type of person to spend much time, well, outside at all. Not surprising the amount of times that he'd seen him stumble on the flat ground even in the short time knowing him. It looked like the river here was a lot shallower than further downstream, but still deep enough to bathe in, and Caelan was glad for it. He lay his clean clothes on a dry rock next to the water before stripping down and stepping into the river. The water came up to his hips at the deepest point, and he took a moment to just enjoy the feel of it on his skin. It was a little colder than he expected, although that was a relief from the muggy weather outside. He figured it must be the snowmelt from further up the mountains. That would probably explain why the water was so damn clear, too. There weren't many rivers where you could see right down to the bottom easily. He turned around to see Lynn following his lead, slowly stripping down his shoes and the rest of his clothes, before appearing to pause and think for a moment. He looked across the river as if he was assessing the water before stepping in, and Caelan wondered if he'd ever washed outside like this before. "'Come on, it's fine.' Caelan smiled, watching as Lynn looked at him for a second before coming close to the middle of the river. He passed Caelan a small block, and the half-elf looked up in confusion. It's soap, Lynn explained, and Caelan brought it up to his nose to smell it. It smelled of peppermint, with an undertone of what he thought might be lavender. You can use it on your hair and on your body. It's got a faint magic in there, so it should work fine for both. One block is enough for one wash, Lynn carried on and Kalen dipped the soap into the water to wet it before gliding it over his skin. It felt amazing on his skin, much better than he was expecting from a quick wash in the middle of a forest. It smelt good too, the same scent that came from the block, but amplified much more than it should have been. After he'd finished with his body, he took what was left of the soap and worked it through its hair gently, scent filling his nose and he wondered just how long it would cling to him. He looked back over at Lynn as he worked through his hair, watching him wash over himself slowly and methodically. It was then his eyes were drawn to a necklace, showing stark against his pale skin. Of course he'd seen it the night before, but now he could take the time to look at it in more detail. There was a delicate golden chain, one he could only assume was real gold knowing what he knew about Lynn. It wasn't long, keeping the necklace close to his skin, ending in a large setting which held a black gem. It was nothing like Halen had ever seen before. He called it a gem because that's what made sense in the context, but it looked more like a black hole of nothingness hanging in the middle of Lin's chest. That's a nice necklace, he offered, before being completely surprised by the reaction. Lin's ears pinned back for a second and his eyes widened at the question before he returned to normal. Caelan guessed he was hoping he didn't notice, and he probably wouldn't have done if he hadn't already been watching him so closely. Instead, Lin brought his hand up to his necklace, tapping it slightly before smiling. Uh, thanks. It's a family heirloom. I'm... Very fond of it, he responded, looking up to Caelan with a small smile. What stone is it? Caelan asked, and Lin's ears twitched again. Not enough to let him know where they were going to end up, but plenty enough to make him doubt whether the following words would be true or not. We're not quite sure. It came into my possession like this, and I've asked jewellers, but no one really knows. I think it might be smoky quartz, but it's a bit too dark and opaque. I don't really care if it's a fake gem, you know? It's more of a family thing than anyone else, he explained, running a thumb across the front of the gem gently. Yeah... I understand, Caelan responded, quieting down to let Lynn finish washing in peace. He wasn't lying either, he really did understand the importance of sentimental value over monetary. It was never something he'd say out loud, but he was a little surprised and appreciative that it seemed to be something Lynn put importance on as well. The elf seemed like someone who cared for nothing but the amount of money in his pocket, but carrying around a fake gem just because it was something his family gave him? Maybe he was a decent enough guy after all. Lynn finally let go of his necklace, going back to washing himself as Cailin simply stood in the water and enjoyed the feel. He couldn't help but watch with some kind of curiosity, intrigued by how methodically Lynn worked over his arms and torso between dipping his hands into the water to wash his legs as well. It was always amusing to watch him try and wash his hair. Despite his height, the ends of it dipped into the water, but no matter how hard he tried and how much he bent down, he couldn't quite get the top of his hair in there as well. Do you want some help there, buddy? Kaelin chuckled, looking up to see Lynn looking at him pleadingly with twitching ears. You look like you could use some. It took him a few seconds to wade over before putting a slight amount of pressure on Lynn's shoulders to get him to kneel he just about managed to keep his head above water, and Calen tipped his head backwards so he could look up at him and let his hair float freely in the water. It looked magnificent, flowing like flames in the slight current underneath. Calen couldn't help but run his hands through it gently, watching how Lin's ears fluttered as he did. He wondered whether the elf knew it was even happening. Caelan took his time lathering up the last of Lynn's soap in his hands, before instructing him to sit up again. Lynn did, but Caelan still had to pull his hair up from out of the water to lather it up with the soap. It was a hell of a job, making sure each and every strand was properly coated and clean from the root to the tip. Gods, how do you do this on your own? Caelan chuckled, massaging Lynn's scalp and being entranced by the way his ears fluttered around so fast they were almost blurring. I'm usually in a shower, Lin replied with a laugh, and the difference between his tone and the way his ears fluttered was stark. It would have been a good lie if the ears hadn't given it away. He was clearly enjoying this a lot more than he let on. Kaylin tipped his head back again, washing the soap out before helping him stand to his feet. Whatever was in the soap made his hair silky smooth, and Calen ran his fingers through it, wondering just how expensive it had been. Do you want me to braid it for you? he asked, unable to keep running fingers through Lynn's hair. I can braid it all up and pin it to your head if you want. Lynn turned around to look at him, but his hair was still plenty long enough for Caelan to hold onto it. Um, yeah, I. I suppose it could help. It would stop it getting tangled in all the branches, he chuckled, leaning his head back into Caelan's hand. Come on then, Caelan replied, starting to wade out of the river. I'll do it while you cook me dinner.